0: hello and welcome to another episode of that's what people do you are joined by me ryan mcgown and as always james k how you doing buddy I'm very well, thank you, Ryan. I'm cold, but isn't everyone. How are you? I am also cold, but I am getting over a cold. So apologies Mm. uh, if I cough throughout this episode. I have been desperately trying to get over this as quickly as possible. Um, Nightmare. uh, Yeah, I have a dry cough now, so I'm not even coughing anything up. It's It's just air and it's annoying. I'm
1: convinced everyone in the UK has got this fucking cough. I've somehow escaped it. I've got a cold, but I don't have the cough. My parents both have the cough. Um, Mm. I was in London the other day and people have the cough. There's a cough. It's COVID. Let's be honest. People have COVID, but we're just ignoring it.
0: Do do you know what? I I was watching the telly the other day and it was like um, they had a doctor on and they're like, oh, how are we getting on with COVID? And he's like, oh, yeah, no, it's the numbers are still this, that, the other. And as winter comes in, it's going to get higher again. I thought, oh, my God, COVID still exists. Like, that's crazy. Yeah, of course. But if you don't talk about it, it doesn't exist. Yeah, I forgot that COVID existed too. Um, yeah, so we're doing something very interesting. Um, <laughs> we're just changing it up. Should we just get into it? Because like my intro kind of covers what we're doing.
1: Yeah, just just rip the rip the bandaid off and All right, go so for this,
0: it. It, it. It's an interesting one, uh, James and I. Instead of just it being one of my episode or one of James's, we both have brought uh, something to this episode, which we're very excited to do. So <clears throat> let's just get into it. Now, we've been doing this show for now three years, and we've covered a lot of people, both good and bad, and those that live in the grey area. But when we come up with the concept for the show, we never thought that we would ever cover primates. It's called That's What People Do, not That's What Primates Do. Although, despite what you might believe, humans... Are actually primates and descendants of great apes. So, technically, we could get away with calling it That's What Primates Do. And since there is a whole plethora of primates in the world, why can't we cover an episode on our closest genetic relatives? So, indulge us for an hour as we do something we've never done before. Join us as we do a one off special episode of That's What Primates Do. I'm so excited. (laughs) Hi. (laughs) <laughs> i loved writing that when I, so I, for context everyone i messaged james and was like do you think we could get away with doing like an episode on a chimpanzee and james was like i've wanted to do one on orangutan for so long <laughs> i, I like, think uh, yeah i've been sat on it for a while and when you sent that message i was like yeah we're doing this 100 yeah. we're doing this yeah <laughs> um so, James, you have a dog, right? Lovely Woody. I do, yeah. Who, for mm-hmm. everyone listening, has his own Instagram page with, I might add, more followers than we have. <laughs> He's got 8,000 followers now, I think. We have just about five, maybe 500, I'm not sure. Um, in fact, yeah. Woody has sponsors, Woody does ads.
1: Yeah, he gets he gets free merch in the post, like model for companies. If you want to follow him, I think his
0: Twitter, Instagram handle is like at Lord Woodster or something. Yeah. I, I can't remember. Wood, I think it's Wood, yeah, it's Woodster. Now, does that yeah. make Woody our enemy? Uh, creatively, possibly. Um, he looks all lovable <laughs> and timid, but. I think that's all just an act. You know, like K pop stars have to pretend they're not in relationships because it hurts the branding. I reckon that's weird, man. Yeah. Woody just sort of plays that he's all lovable and nice. In fact, I've met Woody and he is a lovable dog. Like, he's so lovely. Um, Now, I've had pets all my life. Dogs, cats, rabbits, fish, you name it, we've probably had it. And pets are something that we humans love having. Little furry companions that share our homes. And oftentimes, parents will get their kids a pet, such as a dog or a cat, in the hope that they grow up together and form a unique bond. In fact, TikTok is full of cat videos or cute ones of parents who put their newborn babies on top of their grown-ass dogs And it all looks Mm. lovely and you'd be forgiven for thinking these animals are just innocent and they'd never hurt you. You know, they grow up knowing only you. Why would they ever turn on you? But it is important to remember that your pets at the end of the day are still just animals living in your home. They may be domesticated, but they still have their natural instincts built in. Heck, humans are civilised and look at some of the horrendous shit we've covered on this show. (laughs) (laughs) So, animals don't have a way of truly communicating how they feel. Humans do, and yet somehow we still rip people's skin off and things like that. Dogs who seem lovable can turn nasty when provoked. Even cats will eat your corpse after a couple of days left there. Animals are animals, and that's just genetic domestic pets. What about exotic pets, such as snakes or lizards? They have never been domesticated, and yet people keep them as pets. In fact, I know a snake breeder. He's definitely listening to this episode. He breeds snakes and sells them. He's just got them in his apartment. Kudos to it. I like snakes, but who, who, who thinks of that?
1: We used to have a bearded dragon. That was weird. I had
0: always wanted a bearded dragon. I thought they looked really cool. Yeah,
1: I'm not. I'm, I'd I'd put everyone off having one. they are a lot of fucking hard work, a lot of cleaning out, and they don't really do much. They sort of just sit there basking. It's a bit pointless.
0: That's the thing, isn't it? It's like pets that we generically think of as pets. Like they they will play with humans because they're used to humans. Whereas like other animals, like lizards and whatnot, they're just sat in this vivarium, just like. What do you want me to do? Yeah,
1: and if you drop the fucking box of crickets that you're trying to feed them, it's, oh, mate, it's a nightmare.
0: (laughs) I bet, yeah, that sounds horrible. Now, let's take it up a notch again, right, with big cats. During the pandemic, the nation was gripped by the Tiger King who gave us an insight into what it was like for people that owned big cats. And even they themselves always said that it really doesn't matter how long you've had them for, a big cat will rip your arm off with a swipe of a paw. In fact, there's one of the one of the uh, owners at the Tiger King's sanctuary had lost an arm because then they were like looking after mm. one of the pet, uh, pets, animals, cats, whatever. My point is, as much as we love our animals, we tend to forget that at the end of the day, they are wild animals who will attack you if they feel the need to. Which brings us to our first story of two today. Now, on December, not even December, I'm in December, on the 21st of (laughs) October, 1995, a self-styled sanctuary in Missouri, uh, a chimpanzee named Susie gave birth to a son. Now, Susie would never get the chance to raise her son and teach him the ways of a chimp, since three days after his birth, the son was sold to the Herald family for a sum of $50,000. Now... Jeez. Why would you want to buy a chimp as a pet? I don't know. What's wrong with a dog? Mm. The only answer I can think of is Americans. It just seems that something you'd expect an American to do. You don't see many. I think it's like a, it's a trophy pet, isn't it? There's a a big primate trade in um, the UK
1: as well. It's less, I don't think we do many chimps, but my friend did a documentary on it and it's more like um, capuchins and small, small monkeys. Mm. Um, It's a big problem over here because it's not actually illegal. I think chimps are illegal, but like capuchins and small ones, you can have them. Is that because they're monkeys and chimps are apes? I guess so, yeah. And also the fact that capuchin, you can generally sort of enclose, whereas a chimpanzee, I'm sure
0: as we're about to cover, can go wrong very quickly. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. (laughs) Now, anyway, the boy chimp was named Travis after his new family's favourite country music singer. His new parents were Sandra and Jerome Harold. They were from Connecticut and had a tow truck company. Travis was well socialised with humans. They treated him like one of their own children, not as a chimp. They had no business raising a chimp. They'd never had one before, nor were they really equipped to house one, although they would eventually make changes and design their home to suit his needs. Travis was taught how to brush his own teeth, which is interesting. Like, That's cool. Um, he was dressed like a human and was able to even dress himself. He ate like a human. <laughs> Go on it is cool and like when you see
1: it you go that's funny but also it's kind of cruel like chimps shouldn't be doing this shit I always find that when like I don't know you go abroad and you can have a picture with a fucking chimp for a ten or whatever and like that's so fucked there's a, there a sanctuary down south in England um, Monkey World and yeah. they like rescue chimps and stuff and there was one there called Charlie and he was all over, like they used to have a documentary or a TV show and he was all over the TV show because he used to pick up sticks and try smoking with it because his whole gimmick when he was rescued was like he would sit
0: there smoking because people had pictures with him. Wow. And like, that's so fucked up. Yeah, it's bad, isn't it? It's bad. Um, so, yeah, he, he would dress like a human. He ate like a human. He often sat at the table with the family feeding himself from the plate. Um, and In fact, when he got older, um, he would be served wine at the dinner table Hell. which I don't think they're supposed to be drinking, probably not no he regularly joined Jerome at work sitting in his tow truck with his seatbelt fastened and he would <laughs> wave at passers by and became a bit of a local celebrity in fact he would have um uh police and whatnot would all take pictures with him He'd, he the police absolutely loved him in this local little town that he would always have pictures with him mm. um he knew how to use a computer. He loved baseball and would always watch telly playing baseball. He used to know how to work the TV. Um, He knew the schedule for the local ice cream truck and was always happy to hear the song play when it came by. So he knew when to go. It's so fascinating how smart he is. Mm. In fact, he was even taught how to drive a car to some degree. Fucking hell. I know, right? Uh, this, they're closely related to us, so I guess. If we can do it, the chances are they can too. I mean, yeah, I've seen, a, I've seen a video of a dog drive a car. I'm sure a chimpanzee will have no problems. Yeah, it, the yeah, only absolutely. problem it might have is the legs getting to the pedals, but other than that, I'm sure it's fine. Yeah. Now, he was so attentive and had such a bond with the Herald family that even their neighbours said about Travis, quote, that he listened better than my nephews. Um, so he was <laughs> so well integrated within this human family yeah Uh, now the humans did actually have a human child as well uh, a daughter named sue now sue herself had a young son eventually who was of a similar age to travis and it was uncommon um uh, it wasn't uncommon for the two to be playmates growing up together but being an animal travis matured quicker and was eventually trusted to look after his surrogate nephew. They would like let let the chimp just handle the baby and run around and look after it and stuff.
1: But like the strength of a chimp, even if he's not intending to hurt the kid, he could
0: quite easily. Okay, right. So you've you've come to a perfect moment where um, I found some facts about chimps. Um, uh, one of them is They're- this: that they are scarily strong. Right. Um, Mm. It's known that chimpanzees have ridiculous upper body strength. A chimpanzee male has been measured to have five times the arm strength of an adult human male. And pound for pound, their muscles are more developed than ours. Their hand strength is also unbelievable. They can rip off a human's face with ease. And their strength combined with their long, sharp canine teeth makes an attacking chimpanzee nearly impossible for an unarmed human to fend off. And they're giving it yeah, to a child. I suppose this is where evolution's done
1: us dirty. There, obviously, we've got smarter, so we don't need these strengths anymore. But how fucking cool would it be to be
0: able to just like fucking swing from trees if we wanted? That'd be yeah. awesome. But I don't have the grip strength. No, it's just. It, I mean, have you seen some of those rock climbers? They're literally like they're gripping with their the tips of their fingers, yeah, yeah. and they're just holding That's, on for dear life. They're mad. But whereas, like a chimp could do that without even thinking. Mm. Now tra- tragedy struck when the Herald's only child Sue died in a car accident now childless sandra really started treating travis as her only child for all intents and purposes the heralds had indeed managed to domesticate travis they took him everywhere he walked the dogs with them had his own bedroom he was taught how to use and um, he was taught how to use the sit-down lawnmower which is just weird. (laughs) But as he grew older, the Heralds began to learn that a maturing chimp can have a bit of a temper. In 2003, while sitting at a red light, a pedestrian threw an empty bottle at the Heralds' car. The bottle entered the car through a partially open window and struck Travis. Upset at this, Travis unbuckled his seatbelt, grunting all the while, got out of the car, walking around the street, bringing cars to a stop. He's grunting, screaming, flinging his arms all over the place, scaring locals and keeping drivers in their cars, locking their doors. The Heralds tried their best to try and get Travis back in the car, but he was so stressed out, even his favourite treat of cookies and ice cream could not tempt him back in the car. Now, eventually the police came to help subdue the chimp. Travis seems to have seen this as a bit of a game though, and was running away from the police every time they managed to herd him in the car, he would open the door to the other side because remember, Travis can drive a car so he knows how to operate one. So every time they managed to get mm. him in the car, he'd just open the door on the other side and run out. Now, it took uh, it took several hours. In fact, it took two hours two hours to get Travis back into a car and it appears that he, that, that only happened because Travis got bored of the game that he was playing. So they had no control <laughs> over this at all. In fact, he just mm. got back in the car and he just did his seatbelt up and just sat there. Like, he was just, I'm done now, Yeah, that's it. <laughs> <laughs>
1: that should be a wake-up call to the family, surely, that they can't control him. Oh, 100%. Like, if that happens, that's
0: a that's a sign of things yeah, to come. for sure, yeah. Now, luckily, nobody was hurt, and the local police, while seeing it as an inconvenience that it was, said that they didn't believe Travis to have been in any danger to anyone. Like, he wasn't causing any harm, it would have been fine. Now, the Heralds locked him in his room the next day, as he was, quote, grounded. <laughs> now... What it mainly showed was that the Heralds didn't have as much control over Travis as they would have thought they did. And when he's stressed out, they really didn't have many ways of calming him down. Now, the incident received a lot of attention. In fact, it led to a new law being enacted in Connecticut, prohibiting people from owning a primate weighing more than 50 pounds, which, um, if you need to know, it's 23 kilograms or three stone. So anything over that, you can't own it. Well, that's defo a chimp. hmm In fact, um, you would be also required to, um, if anyone had an exotic pet, you needed to apply for a permit in the region. Yeah. But for the Heralds, this apparently didn't apply to them. See, remember, as I said earlier, the local law saw Travis as a bit of a celebrity and almost every single local police officer at some point or other had had a picture with Travis so there seemed to have been a conflict of interest here. However, an animal control officer did show up to the Herald household since she was quite concerned with the whole incident. She met with Sandra to discuss Travis. Sandra was told that an adult chimpanzee can have the strength of five fully grown men and were known to be unpredictably violent. And since Travis was now an adult chimpanzee, he'd also reached his sexual maturity. Now, it was explained that in the wild, Travis would be engaging in sex almost every day, several times a day, in fact. But in his domestic life, Travis wasn't doing it at all, but he would have the same urges and that this could add to an unpredictable violent behaviour. Now, Sandra hard, uh, heard the cautions but dismissed them. She knew she wouldn't be able to keep Travis forever since, you know, she he would live to be around 30 and he was only eight at that time. She'd be way too old. She wouldn't be able to look after him properly. Um, she also said that she'd never seen any kind of behaviour that she could perceive to be violent from Travis. But she was lying because in 1996, Travis, as a young little chimp, had bitten a passerby who came to say hello. Now, following the visit from Animal Control, the heralds made the decision that Travis could not go out in public with him anymore. Despite their defending of Travis to animal control they knew that they couldn't control him should he get upset and violent. Travis's behaviour started to change. He would become sulky and irrational. Uh, Being stuck inside all the time made him irritable and not being allowed to leave the house with his surrogate parents just frustrated the chimp. Another personal tragedy hit the family though. Jerome was diagnosed with a very aggressive form of cancer and both Sandra and Jerome were spending a lot of time at the hospital. Now, Jerome urged Sandra to put Travis in a sanctuary. He did not believe that she could look after Travis alone. But before things could be put into motion, Jerome would pass away in 2004. Any notion of Travis leaving died with Jerome. After losing both her only child and now her husband, Travis is all that Sandra has left. Hmm. Now, it appeared that Travis was mourning in his own way as well. He was known to walk around the house taking down pictures of Jerome and holding them to his chest, which is quite cute. Aw, that is cute. Yeah. He also seemed to be taking care of Sandra in her moments of grief. He would uh, file her nails. He would brush her hair when she was crying and sad. In fact, tra- Travis shared her bed and even bathed with her. My God, it's getting weird now. A little bit weird. Now, she said of this, quote, until you've eaten with a chimp and bathed with a chimp, you don't know a chimp. I'm I'm familiar of chimps and I, I wouldn't be doing these things. Right, yeah. Now, Sandra did consider taking Travis to a sanctuary a year after Jerome's death, but she decided not to. She had reconnected with an old friend called Charla Nash. Now, Charla was a great help to Sandra while she grieved. She allowed Charla with her daughter to move into a converted loft and gave her a job as a bookkeeper for the tow truck company. Now, Charla got on great with Travis. Now, she had met him previously when he was young um, and her help is what persuaded Sandra to keep Travis. So so long as Charla lived with her, they could both kind of manage him. But Mm. she would begin to wish that she hadn't. Travis is now fourteen years old, and due to Sandra and Charla's inability to properly care for him, he had gained significant weight, coming in at around two hundred and forty pounds—that's seventeen stone. Jesus Christ, that's a that's a heavy boy. Yeah. Um. Now, not surprising when his diet consisted of fast food like ice cream and fish and chips. Yeah. And yeah, drinking that's wine not at dinner. Yeah. He would be nigh unstoppable if he ever got upset and just freaked out. Mm -mm. Now, on February the 16th, 2009, Sandra was heading out for the day, but Travis seemed distressed by this. Sandra tried her best to calm him by distracting him with colouring, his favourite TV show and food, but that didn't work. He was so worked up, Sandra felt the need to give Travis a Xanax to calm him, but again, that didn't work either. Travis grabbed Sandra's car keys and walked out of the house, making a beeline for the car. <laughs> it's crazy, and it's like, I'm out of here. I'm going <laughs> yeah. to the pub. Charla came to help Sandra and brought, her, um, brought with her one of Travis's favorite toys, a Tickle Me Elmo. Mm. She held it in front of her face and called Travis over. Now, we don't know if this was the catalyst for what happened next. It almost isn't important, really, why it happened. But Travis freaked the fuck out and he charged across the yard towards Charla. When he got to her, he stood up on his back legs, screamed at her. Sandra was shouting at Travis that it was only Charla, but it was no use. Travis shoved Charla against her car, which made her drop to the floor. Travis then viciously attacked her. Sandra tried to help by picking up a shovel and hitting Travis with it, but it was nothing to the 240 pounds lump of muscle. Mm. Sandra ran into the house and grabbed a butcher's knife. All the while, Travis is brutally attacking Charla, throwing down his huge muscular arms onto her body and face. Sandra tried stabbing Travis in the back several times, but he almost didn't notice it at all. She said plunging the knife into him was like, quote, putting one in myself except it wasn't she was trying to stop a wild fucking animal from literally ripping her friend apart yeah sandra believed that charla was dead and ran into her car and called the police now we're going to play that 911 call for you now now i haven't seen what it looks like for a chimp to attack a person i like i've never watched that happen but this 911 call is going to give you an all-too-real sense of what it sounds like. Now, James, I've sent you the link to that and you're going to listen to it oh. now. And for everyone else, I'm going to
2: play for you now. Stand for 911. Where's your emergency? Oh, this is Sandy.
3: 241 Rock. Rock, Crimin Road. What's
2: Send the problem?
3: The Send the police.
2: What's hey. the problem there? The,
3: the, the chip killed my, my friend.
2: What's the problem with your friend? Huh? Oh. Please! What's the problem with your friend? I need to know. i the
3: police up With a gun! With a gun! Hurry he, up! you off gun. Please, hurry up! He's killing my girlfriend!
2: What is the problem?
3: He's killing my friend! Who's killing your friend? My, chim- my chimpanzee!
2: Oh, your chimpanzee please. is killing your friend! What?
3: She, she can't, she can't he ripped somebody. her part. Hurry up! With a gun. Hurry up, please.
2: please! There's someone on the way. We're Please just shoot him! What is the monkey doing? Tell me what the monkey... He ripped her face off! He ripped her face off? He,
3: tried, he tried, pool, trying yes. to attack me! Please, please, Okay, hurry. I
2: need you to calm down a little bit. They're on the way. Can you push yourself away? I don't want the I monkey attacking you.
3: Please, hurry up! Listen to me!
2: Uh, they're on the uh, way, the ma'am.
3: They gotta shoot him! Please! Please, hurry,
2: hurry! You're there with your friend. I need you to help your friend. Can you go help your friend? I
3: can't. He tried to attack me now.
2: Is he still there with your friend? Yes. Okay, so then back off. Then don't get any closer, Please. okay? They're already on the way. Please. If the monkey moves away from your friend, let me know, okay? So we could try I to can't. help your friend.
3: No. No, I can't. She's dead. She's dead.
2: Why, why are you saying that she's dead? She's dead.
3: He ripped
2: her apart. He ripped what apart? Her face?
3: Everything.
2: Oh, he ripped her apart?
3: Listen, I think I'm going to flee... I can't tell No,
2: just breathe, okay? I'm gonna stay I with can't. you on the phone until they get there.
3: Listen, to me, please hurry. Please, please, hurry. Oh my God. They gotta have their guns out. They they gotta have their guns out. Listen to me. Oh my God.
2: Is this your monkey or whose monkey yes. is it? It's your monkey. No, it's mine. He how just, how do you know how big is he? How yes, how many 200 pounds? Four hundred pounds. Four hundred. Two hundred. Two hundred pounds.
3: Listen to me, please.
2: Where are they? Where are they? And he's a chimp, correct?
3: Yes. Where, where are
2: they? They're going your way. They're going as fast as they can your way. Okay.
3: Please, please go faster. Please, please, Derek. Please, please, please. please. Is please. the
2: monkey still by your friend, or can you get close to your friend?
3: He, he, he's <laughs> Please, God oh, please,
2: okay, I need you to calm down for me, I know it's hard, okay, I know it's hard, but they're going as fast as they can your way, okay, oh my
3: God, please hurry. they tell them they gotta shoot him because I tried stabbing him, and he's not and it made him worse, please
2: okay, Sandra.
3: have them shoot him,
2: they will Sandra, I already please. have the fire department close by, okay, so as soon as the police gets there, the fire department's no, gonna move in, okay. The fire department Listen. can't move in yet, but as soon as the police officers Listen. show up
3: Please tell them. Shoot him because he's gonna try to attack me now.
2: Just breathe, Sandra. Shoot
3: him! Shoot him! Sandra,
2: stay in your car. Shoot him! Sandra, I need you to stay in your car.
3: Shoot him, please. I tried stabbing him and and he's hurt now too. So so he's gonna attack anybody. I can't get out of this car.
2: Lock your doors on your car and stay there with me. It
3: don't matter. It don't matter. It don't matter. He will rip the doors. Sandra,
2: just do what I'm telling you to. Stay in the car. The police officers will handle it.
3: Please tell him to shoot him. Please Please tell him. Please tell him to tell him,
2: please. They did, Sandra. They're shooting at him already, okay?
3: But he's not dead.
2: I know. They will continue until he's dead, okay? I just need you to stay on the phone with me and breathe.
3: He's not dead. He's not dead. He's not dead. Oh God.
1: Oh God. Jesus Christ. Like, <laughs> in that moment, she has turned on what she dubbed as her own like child so quickly. Oh yeah. Because I think the penny the penny dropped in that moment that fuck, this is not my kid. This is a wild animal. But also my heart breaks for this chimp because if they just gave him to a sanctuary he could have lived out his lives with other with other chimps at a at a good old time, but no, it come to a grisly end because of these fucking idiots,
0: yeah, yeah, now that call is genuinely harrowing um it's awful to listen to like you, you can you can hear how much Sandra is scared, like you could see it, you can hear it like it's it's genuinely scary, um mm. I mean, props to nine one one operator who's just remained calm the whole time and refused to call it an ape or a chimp. He calls it a monkey the whole time. Yeah, that's just wrong. But we won't we won't touch on that. Tensions were high. Yeah, that that nine one one call is genuinely it. that that's crazy. Um, yeah, James, you're like obviously for those that are listening, um, they won't have heard you say it, but like you're like he he's eating her. Yeah, he's
1: eating. Imagine just watching this fucking chimp that you've raised from birth, essentially eating your friend. Mm. Oh, that, that you'd blame yourself. I, I hope she blames herself because yeah. what a fucking idiot! This should be a lesson for everyone. If you've got a, if you've got any sort of exotic animal that, like a chimp of some sort, even like small small monkeys, just they shouldn't
0: be living with you. It's not. It's not a pet. Get a cat or a dog. Mm-hmm. Exactly, it's not a pet. Now, when the police arrived, Travis went for the passenger door, which was locked. Um. He then hopped over the car and managed to open the driver door where the police officer was sat. Now, the officer at the driver's seat pulled his pistol out and shot Travis four times. Travis ran back into the house where they found him dead next to his cage, almost as if he was hoping to hide like a child would under their bed sheets. Oh, man. Now the met- It's not his fault. <laughs> That's the thing, you know. It's, it's an animal. Like I said in my intro, at the end of the day, it's an animal. And a wild one yeah. at that. Now, the medical team that treated uh, Charla described her injuries as, quote, horrendous. The hospital would go on to provide counselling for all the staff members that initially treated her so bad were her injuries. Um, Charla lost both her hands, her nose, lips, eyes. Her face had been caved in and had received significant brain tissue damage. In fact, James, I've sent you a picture to have a quick look at now to get your reaction. Oh my,
1: that's not a face. That's yeah. a, that's a, that's a, a blob. That's horrific. Nah. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I've, mm, mm. Lo- listeners, look mm-hmm. that up at your own peril. That is, absolutely. that's her- that that's yeah. bad. That, what, what quality of life yeah. do you have after that? You don't, you've lost what? You've lost your senses, all of them, essentially. You don't have a face. That's you don't what- have hands.
0: Yeah. That's what a chimp can do to you, um, right? We were saying how scary strong It they sounds are. awful to say this, but I think the
1: fact that it didn't kill her is, I don't, like, pff, maybe it would have been better.
0: <laughs> yeah, that is brutal.
1: <laughs> but you know what I mean? Like, sometimes, what, what, what do you do after that?
0: Mm. Her life is over. Yeah, no, I agree. Um, now, doctors managed to reattach her jaw, but she would be blind for life. Her injuries were so horrific, it made her a candidate for a face transplant. Oh, shit. In 2011, Sorry, Karen. Yeah, in 2011, she received a donated hands and face transplant. Unfortunately, the hands did not take, but her new face did, and she rocks it to this day, which I've said. Yeah, again, you know James what? I Who take back everything like I just
1: said. The, the, props to the medical team. They've done a good job there. That is a human face.
0: Yeah, it's the fact that they offered the medical team counselling because of how bad. Oh that yeah, was. That, that
1: that first picture you sent me is is not a face. I mean, even where the eyes used Mm-mm. to be, do not
0: look like where eyes should be. Nah, yeah, uh, she did actually. She was on the Oprah Winfrey show um, to show her face for the first time, like in that state the first yeah. time, where she just she lifts a veil and they're like, "Oh my god," and it's like, "Yeah, fuck." Now. Charla is a fiercely independent woman who, although has, um, although she has help during the week, she likes to take care of herself as much as she can. She likes to go shopping and treat her friends and is very proud of her daughter who went on to college. Now, Charla sued the family and received a settlement of $4 million. It would never really be enough to cover what it was that she lost, though. No too fucking now, right. Uh, yeah. As for Travis, his body was taken for an autopsy. Now, they concluded that he had not; he did not have rabies, um, but they did find the Xanax in his system. Now, it's not known if the Xanax was a contributing factor. We know it as an anti-anxiety mm. medication for humans. But um, it can cause other symptoms, such as disinhibition and disorientation. It can also cause hallucinations and aggression and rage in some humans. And that's for humans. Mm. So who's to say, in a chimp... It could make them violent. Yeah. Now, we don't know what caused Travis to freak out that day. But if there is anything that we have learned from this story, it is that you don't keep a chimp as a no, pet. No, please don't.
1: If you listen to this and you've got one, just send it back. I don't know. Give it...
0: Send it back. <laughs> That's bad. Now, just as a general PSA. Don't be complacent with your pets. At the end of the day, they are animals that still have an instinct built in and they will resort to violence if they feel the need Mm. to. And that is the end of the story of Travis the Chimp. Wow, that is quite something. Mm. Don't don't fuck with Um, chimps. Also, I'm on like a top 10 website at the moment um, because I wanted to just like chimps yes we like chimps chimps are cool looking and we've seen them on like pepsi adverts mm. and like mcdonald's and pg tips in the uk like we know chimps to be quite cute fun friendly blah 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 but if anyone's seen planet of the apes mm. like they can get pretty aggressive right so i was like how aggressive can they get like wh- how bad can chimps get bear in mind chimps are what they're like 99 percent close to us yeah, genetically. yeah very close um So what are our closest genetic people like Um, and and how close, like how similar to humans are they actually? So on this top 10's website, it says that like chimpanzees are serial killers and have known to be serial killers. Like that one of them can go off and just kill fucking multiple chimps. Um, uh, What else have we got? They get addicted to porn and alcohol, just like Mm -hmm. humans. I don't know who showed them porn though. Um, they follow fashion trends. They have like a tendency, like, you know, certain like leaves or twigs and they can like wear it as a fashion mm-hmm. item and some others follow that along. Um, they prostitute themselves for food. <laughs> which is an interesting fact. Um, this one's quite scary. They rape and beat their mates for sex. Right. They like because they're violent creatures. Yeah, they're yeah. really violent. Um Baby chimpanzees play with weapons. They use sticks as weapons. Apparently, uh, chimps, they say, have gone into what's considered like um, a stone age or something in terms of human evolution where they're at. They're in the stone it, age it, right it, now because they're using weapons. It does almost seem like they are us, just remove the humane
1: part. Like that that that, that right. bit, the, the, like the cop in the head that we have that's like, no, we can't do that
0: because that's bad. They just miss that part of the brain. Hmm. Um now obviously we know them to be quite violent apes um in fact they dominate through violence that tends to be how their their hierarchies are run um, they make weapons they can even plan attacks they're very clever um they wage wars mm. and I've heard about this there are chimp wars that have like people have been observing and keeping up, yeah. and they last years yeah yeah a yeah, long time and the last one is that they 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 cannibalize other chimps so when they like beat other chimps in wars and that they were known to eat them yeah
1: yeah there's a big thing in like chimp groups as well between alpha males and and males below them like they will kill the alpha males if they think that it's not strong enough to protect the group in the monkey world that i mentioned earlier this happened because obviously they try and keep it as natural as possible there was this group called i forget what the the group was called and one day they just decided that the alpha male was not doing it for them anymore and they all just turned on him and just beat him to death as people watched and oh, then they just man, like they just reestablished this new leader, and then all of a sudden this new leader was like, "I'm the leader now," and like it got fucking big. But that's just how it works. That's the hierarchy. <laughs> but apparently, like whilst the men are the heavies and like the alpha males, it's the it's the women that will dictate who the next alpha will be. Wow. Yeah, it's. I remember once actually being at that place, and there was like I was looking at, in the enclosure and the massive alpha male was stood there just kind of like going about his business inside. And there was this ruckus outside, with like chimps clearly fighting, playing, whatever, screaming. And he ran up to the window and just banged it once, and it just stopped. It just went silent. And I was like, that is fucking power.
0: As a power move, That was it?
1: cool. I, I enjoyed that moment.
0: <laughs> um, yeah. So yeah, that's the story of Travis the Chimp. So it turns out it's not just people that can be violent and horrific so can primates yeah uh,
1: yeah maybe it does seem that all the people we've covered that have done similar shit like this that they, they are not as evolved as the rest of us
0: yes they are closer to chimps than you and i yeah yeah don't rip people's faces off that's not nice mm now on the flip side um you're going to give us a primate that's done something nice
1: so so it's not, it's not, they haven't done something nice. It's just, it's just a really funny story. No one dies in this story. No one's face. Everyone has a face at the end of it, which is really, really, which is great. I'm convinced I've mentioned this story before. I, I messaged Ryan being like, I'm sure I've done this. You recognize the name? And he was like, no, I feel like I might've mentioned it in passing, or maybe it's because I've wanted to do it for a while. But either way, I've never done it in this amount of detail. So Here's the story. So first off, I want everyone to picture Harry Houdini. Who We haven't we haven't done an episode on Harry Houdini yet. We probably will. But just everyone picture Harry Houdini in your mind. It doesn't matter if you have no idea what he looks like. Just let your imagination run wild. Maybe he's got some like smart black gin- dinner jacket on. Perhaps he's got a top hat, some form of hat, like a neckerchief maybe. Just really try and visualize what you'd expect the greatest escape artist of all time to look like. Okay, has everyone got that image in hmm. their head? Now, how many of you are currently thinking of an orangutan? And I'm going to take a punt that not one of you thought of an orangutan. You're all thinking of a human adult male. Well, this story is going to be about Ken Allen, an orangutan who honestly puts Harry Houdini to shame. Ken was born in 1971 in captivity in San Diego Zoo. He was a Bornean orangutan, because orangutans are famously from Borneo. However, despite never actually going there, he was born in uh, captivity, obviously. This was not a hindrance to Ken. In fact, being born in captivity was his greatest ever asset. He was born surrounded by locks, fences, and just people glaring at him. And this was the life he knew. Life in captivity, obviously, is very different from life in the wild. He doesn't have to gather his own food, and whilst Zeus sort of attempts to keep the environment as natural as possible, it's never going to be the same. So Ken has a lot of time on his hands just to sit and observe the people around him, including those tending to his enclosure. Even from an early age in the nursery, one of Ken's favourite games was to grab the arms of those sort of waving at him and handing him things and use it to swing himself up. But this wasn't all. Ken appeared to be born with an instinct that some locksmiths would be jealous of, as from when he was a baby, he, was fa- he could find nuts and bolts, and with his hands, obviously, as we've covered, very fucking strong, he would simply unscrew them. Mm. The orangutan and the zookeepers were constantly locked in a battle of wits throughout his life. As he grew, Ken was moved into the heart of the zoo exhibition and had an apparent disliking to camera crews. A crew were filming sort of the gorilla enclosure nearby and Ken decided that he wanted to be the star that day. So he started gathering lots of rocks and just throwing them at them. And when he had no more rocks, he just did a shit and launched that. The rest of the orange-haired group would also routinely throw rocks at the windows of the enclosure, resulting in the zoo having to replace them a number of times. They did attempt to do sort of a training scheme where if the orangutans didn't throw rocks, they'd get uh, treated with bananas, but the orangutans could not give a shit and they just continued throwing these rocks. And in the end, the zoo were forced to dig up the entire enclosure so there were no rocks left behind. Now, I think it's important at this point just to imagine uh, an adult male orangutan. We've just discussed a chimp and how big they can be. Off the top of my head, I dare say male orangutans are bigger. Um, I think they, in my head, they look bigger. They're, they are, they're massive orange. They've got the big face flaps. Uh, mm. They're slower. They're a lot more docile than chimps. You won't find them sort of sprinting around and being as hectic as, as chimps are. But if one gets hold of you, you're, you're going to be in a bit of trouble.
0: In, so, in Planet of the Apes, in, in The Rise of the Planet of the Apes, it's, they're known as like the sages, aren't they? Yeah, the, yeah, the yeah, exactly.
1: They're, they're, they are very smart. You can teach them sign language and all sorts. They're also as intelligent as chimps. And Kenny's going to prove this. I want to take you to June 13th, 1985. This is a normal day at San Diego Zoo. Nothing out of the ordinary. Staff members going about their daily business when they stumbled across a group of guests outside the orangutan closure. And it seemed a bit odd. And when the group was inspected closer, closer, staff noticed one member of the group looked a bit different to the others. He was pretty large, He was quite orange and he definitely wasn't human. (laughs) Ken was (laughs) standing outside of his enclosure, just mingling with his adoring fans. He wasn't a danger to anyone. He was just really happy Mm. to be part of the group and just wanted a day out at the zoo, just wandering around, minding his own business. The staff members obviously shut themselves and quickly led him back to his enclosure, which he did with no hesitation. He was like, yeah, you got me. I'll go back. And they put him into isolation. But how did he do it? Well, a few years previous, one staff member noticed how Ken began constructing a ladder. The keeper said he would carefully put the foot of the ladder on the ground and pound it with his hands to make sure it was solid and could take his weight. And then he'd climb it to the top of the wall and then climb back down. Obviously, the ladder was taken away from him because he'd clearly seen workmen with ladders and wanted to reconstruct it. However, for this escape, there was no ladder. He couldn't find it and no one could work out how the fuck he did it because there was no doors left open, nothing unscrewed, everything was intact. So instead, what they did is they just made some alterations. They ensured he couldn't scale any of the walls. They made them bigger. But would this stop him? Absolutely not. The following month, Ken was spotted wandering around the zoo again, clearly just wanting a nice day out and it also include, uh, occurred in August the following month. Each time, the zoo would alter the enclosure in an attempt to stop Ken from going walkies. They even <laughs> brought in new females to try and distract him, but Ken only had one true love, freedom. The zoo then adopted a new technique where staff members would dress up as tourists and try and spy on Ken and see how he does it. However, you've got to get it pretty early to fool Ken because it quickly became apparent that he knew who the spies were and would just act casual when they were watching him. One day, they noticed Ken with something peculiar. He was sat with a crowbar that a construction person had left behind. They waited to see what he'd do with it, but all he did was just throw it away and stroll off. But they also thought that he was up to something, so they followed him to the other side of the exhibition, and he was just hanging out, having a good time. Then all of a sudden, they heard this massive commotion, a loud banging. Ken wasn't alone. He'd thrown the tool to another orangutan, Vicky, He knew all eyes would be on him, so he uh, supplied the distraction while his fellow escapee could work on dismantling the window. A little while after this, they discovered Ken's secret. See, the enclosure was surrounded by a moat because orangutans famously hate water. Well, all orangutans except Ken, apparently. He would wade through the moat and then press his hands against one wall and his feet against the other so he was sort of like horizontal to the floor and he would just simply walk up the wall a bit like Jason Bourne. This time, however, he touched the electric fence and it all came crashing down. They blocked his exit and from the months that followed, Ken would remain quiet. This was until April 1987, when Ken was spotted outside his enclosure again. That, this landed on a day that repair works were being done to the enclosure and the electric fence had been turned off. Apparently, Ken was testing the fence regularly and was waiting for his time to strike. Before, Ken would always go back to his enclosure without difficulty. However, Ken knew that this time he wouldn't really get the chance again. So he gave them the run around for three hours before eventually just getting a bit bored and was led back to his enclosure. But one thing we haven't touched on is that Ken, sweet, lovable Ken, who even had a fan club at the zoo and you could buy merch with his face on and all sorts. He had a nemesis and his nemesis was Otis. Male orangutans can't live with each other once they're fully grown due to territorial reasons. So Otis was kept separate with different females, but the two had lived together in their youth, so they knew of each other. Hmm. But Ken... Well, Ken fucking hated Otis. During his escapes, he would often be found outside Otis's enclosure, appearing to taunt the other orangutan. One time, keepers found Ken hanging in a tree above Otis's enclosure, just throwing rocks at the poor guy, seemingly lording up that he had found freedom. Ken never actually attempted to escape from the zoo itself. He seemed to just wanted to harass Otis every time he escaped. And I'm not going to lie, that's sort of like pettiness I can very much get behind.
0: That is so funny. I think that's hilarious.
1: It's the fact that he knew where he was as well. He was clearly waiting for the day that he could just go back and just harass this other orangutan. (laughs) He was just sat there being like, how is this bloke doing this? How is he like... Oh, The thought of it really makes me laugh. (laughs) So after 1987, Ken unfortunately never escaped again. He did, however, become a wise old teacher to his younger orangutans. He would teach Kumang how to escape, and escape she did. She also took it one step further and learnt how to ground the hot wire, meaning the electric fence wouldn't work. That's fucking amazing. I don't know how to do that. If you asked me to do that, I absolutely have no idea. The zoo would spend years redesigning the enclosure and spending a lot of money in the process. After four years and having people come and just sweep the enclosure for any tools and even had people come in and like look for places to escape. You know how sometimes, I think it's a film about um, Sylvester Stallone, like when they create a prison, they'll bring people in who are good at escaping, yeah, yeah. like try and escape from here and see if there's any ways. These people couldn't. They were like, no, this is no way can anything get out of here. Well, they thought they'd won the battle. That was until Inda, another orangutan, was just found outside the enclosure and the zoo had been outsmarted yet again and that was it that was ken's legacy the world's best escape artist he unfortunately died in 2000 but his legacy does live on oh, and there we go that's the so story good. of ken allen who just wanted to escape to harass his
0: nemesis that's so funny man i like it. it i really think cool
1: It became part of the zoo that if you saw him wandering around, there wasn't a panic. No one, no one screamed. The zookeepers like, for fuck's sake, he's done it again, and just like Mm. would just like, come on, back to your enclosure, and like, fine, you got me, and just go with them quite happily. Mm.
0: Yeah, what a guy. This doesn't
1: mean you can keep orangutans as pets.
0: No, no. Again, what we've learned in both these stories actually, and it's proved it, you cannot contain or keep animals. In captivity. They don't want no. it. They want Especially to get out. Especially if they've got thumbs. Oh, yeah. If they've got opposable thumbs, you're
1: fucked. <laughs> I couldn't undo a bolt with my hands. I don't think any human being could, but obviously a orangutan, I... a chimp probably could. We haven't I... even touched on gorillas. Fuck, you know. Oh yeah. Apparently you got
0: yeah, gorillas. You're not allowed to look them in the eye.
1: Yeah, they're mean bastards. Have you ever seen a silverback gorilla like in person? No. They're fucking huge. Like I, I was at a really cruel zoo once, which I regret. And I saw one, and fuck me, this pfft. Mike Ty, you know Mike Tyson famously said that he would like pay a zookeeper to be let in and box a gorilla. That man would die instantly.
0: Yeah, yeah, that's it. Like, it, I think a chimp would do it. A chimp could kill him.
1: <laughs> yeah, exactly. I'd like, if we talk about the strength of the orangutan and um and the the chimpanzee that uh, Ryan was talking about earlier, a gorilla thwarts both of those
0: no absolutely yeah people be dumb man they just look at like monkeys and apes and they're like yeah I could take that they can't
1: yeah they can't. The, the, I know I keep referencing my monkey world that I was talking about earlier they've often been asked like, why do you not keep gorillas and they're like we we can't they're so they're too much work mm. Yeah, they're fucking
0: huge gorillas in the midst they are cool though
1: but yeah. then you see videos of, like, um, the famous David Attenborough video where he's with mountain gorillas, and they're obviously not silverbacks. They're a bit calmer. And if you, as long as you don't be aggressive with them, the moms will let the kids play with you and sort of – they'll keep an eye on you, but generally mm. you can get away with sort of being chill with them.
0: Yeah, I mean, like, there is – it is interesting. Like, there is, like, a, some form of an understanding that you can get. Like, mm. But it seems to be one of those, if you respect – them that if you respect them and you're not a threat to them they can acknowledge that and they're like okay mm. all right yeah yeah, yeah they ve- start being a human again they're like no
1: this is the thing but then all it takes is for them to ha- when we're in a bad mood and have a bad day we can just take ourselves off be angry and quiet and then come back out if they're in a bad mood you're in trouble
0: exactly yeah exactly they're very um, physical
1: beings i do i fucking yeah. love apes though primates so i think they're they're absolutely fascinating
0: I think we should do more of That's What Primates Do, like once every now and then to yeah. bring us oh, I'm, I'm sure
1: there's so many, so many stories.
0: Yeah. Um, well, excellent <laughs> stuff. Uh, if you enjoyed a special episode of That's What Primates Do, let us know if you'd like to hear more about That's What Primates Do. Yeah. Tell us in uh, a message or something, and maybe we'll do another one in the future. Um, yeah, yeah. I'm sure we
1: could be- do like special animal episodes every now and then. There's loads of dog stories I want to touch on as well, but obviously dogs are a bit different to primates. They're no, not people do- at all.
0: That's that's what pets do.
1: Yeah, you know the story of um, Hachiko. No, who's that? Oh, it's, uh, I won't go into detail in case we do it, but it's, uh, there's a Shibu- Was it Shinjuku Station? I think in Japan. Um, there's a film about it as well. This dog who was waiting for his owner to come back and his owner died while at work and then the dog would just sit outside the train station every oh, day for the rest of his life.
0: Dude, that's, that's so bad.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's sad, man. The, the film is fucking heartbreaking. There's a Japanese one and an American one with Richard Gere. Just, if you want to cry, watch it. If you want to have a good day, don't, don't watch mm. it.
0: Mm. Um, Alright then. So we've got, I think, at least one more, maybe two more episodes before Christmas come in. Um, Where are we? 4th of December. It depends how uh, well, we I've, do. Um, I've already got my next one started. Um, oh, shit. We are, wow, we are okay. talking about the uh, famous recluse Howard Hughes. Have you ever heard of him? No, never. All right. would be a fun one then. We've uh, we've had a few suggestions, actually. I might start looking at
1: what people are saying there.
0: Yes, we have had a few suggestions. Um, thank you to everyone who of recent has been um, suggesting episodes. Um and everyone who's uh, Spotify wrapped is up for 2022 so we've had a few people send us their Spotify wrapped being like oh you guys are in our top uh, you guys are in my top five for the year Uh, some some hinting that we need more episodes coming out
1: (laughs) I mean yeah probably I'm not gonna lie we're not in my top five but then why would I listen
0: back I do it no, I'm not in my top five, but again, yeah, I don't listen to these once they're sort of... You listen, listen about while I, editing, so... I, yeah, when I'm editing, I listen to it and then that's it. I don't yeah. need to. And then I and then I get like my guy at work just being like, so I listen to the latest episode and I talk about it for another hour.
1: <laughs> yeah, exactly. Just details that we might have left out. Because sometimes yeah. I find myself writing an episode and I'm like, that's not relevant. But then I'll remember it while speaking and just say it off script.
0: Yeah, I mean, it, yeah. You know, to be fair, like, it's an interesting behind the behind the curtain, how we do the process thing. Like, when I'm writing, there's a lot of stuff I don't put in the script that I will remember as I say it. It will, like, remind yeah, me yeah. Like, oh, yeah, that, and I'll bring that up as well. Um, so you don't yeah, I do to exactly the same. Um, We've come but, yeah. a long way. I think I, I did
1: my first episode with bullet points. That was yes, a fucking mistake, wasn't it?
0: <laughs> yes, because I went first, and I had a script, and you went, ah... <laughs>
1: Yeah, I did with bullet points, which is, I think we got away with it somehow, but I'd never do it again. I mean, three years in and everyone's still here. So yeah, we're doing fine. Yeah, no, it's actual scripts.
0: But yes, um, if if, uh, if we made your Spotify wrapped for 2022, please let us know. Share us in your stories or send us pictures of it and we can put it on our stories and social media. It'd be fantastic to hear from you guys again. Uh, if you've got more suggestions for episodes, please do send them over. Uh, remember, Christmas is coming up real soon. At the time of recording, it's Sunday the 4th of December it is like 20 days until Christmas. So please make sure if you're looking for getting merch, you get it in now because it's going to take a little while to get delivered to you. Remember, we've got uh, yeah. hoodies. Uh, we've got hats now on the store. Which I was are- just
1: about to bring that up. I really need to order one because I love wearing caps. I'm always wearing a cap. So yes. I-, I need to get on that.
0: We are um, constricted by how much uh, the website we use uh, offers. But at the moment, we've got caps. We've got snapbacks. uh, They're on the store now. We've got hoodies, shirts, you name it, mugs. They're all on there. And remember, there's new merch uh, designs on there as well, including Don't Be a Dick. And I present to you a man with Diogenes Mm. choking that chicken, showing it up to the heavens, telling us that this is a man. So yeah, get yeah. them in and get them ordered now so you can get them delivered for Christmas because uh, I think it'll be fantastic Christmas presents for those um, of you guys. Um, so yes, thank you very much everyone for listening. Um, if you enjoyed, that's what primates do. Let us know, we'll do another one and we'll see you on the next one. Ta-ra. Bye.